Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Intuitive Stardust. Um, so I'm recording this actually at 10.15 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time. So I, <laughs> my left eyelid has been twitching for days. And I think it's because I need to record this episode. Um, and the funny thing is, when I came downstairs uh, this evening to my real table with my brand new chair that I just got that doesn't squeak when I sit in it, <laughs> um, that's an intuition story that I'll have to share with you um, later, my chair story. Um but I was jotting down a few notes because I really want to get this story right. Um, and the whole time I was writing, my eye was not twitching. So I'm listening to my body. <laughs> I'm taking my own advice. And I am going to dive into this episode. Before we get started, I drew a card for us. Um it was funny. I was, I always use my intuition when picking out the deck that I'm going to use before, um, I record the episode and, um, my tarot deck, my, the Lightseer's tarot deck, uh, called out to me. So that's what I used. And the cards were very, <laughs> very excited. Um, this card fell out on the floor before I really even had a chance to like fully shuffle. Um, so I thought, okay, let's see what this card is all about. And I'm like, oh yeah, this card is, this card is for this episode. Um, the page of swords came out. Um, and I've actually never drawn this card before for myself or I don't think anyone else. Um, the light seer version, which is the upright version, is restless energy, curiosity, a thirst for information, learning new things, an apprentice or student, intellectual pursuits, ideas, and reasoning, a messenger. The shadow seer is arrogance, gossip, nervous energy, being all talk and no action or dishonesty. Um, curious and intelligent, this page has a thirst for knowledge that seems unquenchable. She is an incredibly quick-witted communicator, and she's often compelled to share her many ideas or messages with others. At times, she's so talkative that it becomes too much for others to process, and her intense energy can come across as unsettled or even nervous. She suggests using an air of inventiveness in your current pursuit. Your goals will be met by walking a path of honest discovery, especially where others are concerned. Keep the light bulbs of curiosity turned on and cultivate a beginner's mindset as you strive to learn new things. Avoid falling into gossip or even arrogance with your communication. In shadow, this page can be all talk and no action. 
remember that everyone who crosses your path has something specific to teach you and that mirrors are all around. Remain open to unexpected lessons, share truthfully, and delight in every interaction. I learn and I expand my consciousness and open up new opportunities for my life. So for, <laughs> for what I feel, this came out sideways. So um, I don't know, um, you know, which interpretation would be for you if you're listening and this message is for you, which is why I read both. Um, but for this episode, the... Um, the light seer, the upright version definitely resonates. Um, messenger stuck out to me, um, and remaining open to unexpected lessons. Um, (laughs) so you'll understand that in a minute. Um, this episode is so crazy and so exciting. And I, I have that feeling of, nervous excitement that I had when I very first released the very first episode when I finally figured out how to record it and did all of the things and shared it and didn't really talk about it beforehand and all of those feelings I'm feeling them again with what I'm about to tell you about um some people are not going to believe this and that's okay. Um, I 100% with every fiber of my being know that this story needs to be shared. So the other day, a friend of mine was headed to a conference for work. Um, the trip was about, I think it was about a 10 hour car ride. Um, so they were piled in this car and, and, you know, headed to this conference. And my friend was like, you know, not really sure how her body was going to handle, you know, a, a long car ride like that. Sometimes that's, you know, hard on your body, or at least when you get older, like me, <laughs> um, it can be hard. I mean, anybody knows if you've gone on a long trip, you kind of get, you know, stiff and sore and cramped and what have you. So she decided to take a nap. (laughs) When she woke up from her nap, there was this riveting conversation happening in the car. Um, They were talking, one of the women in the car was telling the story of a friend of hers who um, has had a man, the man, quote unquote, following her um, since she was young. And apparently the man has now um, attached himself to her children as well. So I was like, oh, this is really, like, this is really interesting. And I thought, okay, well, I recently received um, my first, the first part of my Kundalini Reiki attunements, and one of the things that we learned was how to release karmic cords, 
um, basically what a cord is, like an energetic cord. Um, what that is, is, <clears throat> excuse me, if you have um, a attachment, an energetic attachment to another person or a place or a thing, there's a, a cord there. And I've talked about cords before um, with my <laughs> my friend and her neck <laughs> um, and how my neck was hurting. Um, if you listen, I think that was like episode three or four. Um, but yeah, so that's just like where there's an energy of someone else connected to someone else or something else. So I offered that if this woman's friend wanted me to, I could try to release, um, that karmic bond that she had with the spirit of this man. Um, I said, you know, that I would not do it without consent. So please make sure that you get consent from her. And, if she gives consent, I would be happy to do it. And I would just need a photograph of her um, so that I would be able to tap into her energy. Um, and almost immediately, <laughs> I got a text back. She gave consent, and then there was a picture. And I was like, okay, let's do this. Um, I have these new tools. Like, I want to practice. I want to use this because Kundalini Reiki is amazing. Um, it is a much faster, um, form of energy healing, um, than, um, traditional Reiki so far in my experience. Um, and it is Kundalini energy in general is a fire energy. Um, so I came down to my little table where I record the podcast and I thought, okay, let's see, what do I want to use? You know, use my intuition, pick out my tools. I um, used my protection candle. I um, chose to use um, the, I have an Egyptian musk incense and I thought, you know, it's kind of like a masculine smell. Um, I have a, um, an oil blend called Empath from um, Citrine and Sage, and so I thought I'll, I would use that. And then I picked out some crystals, of course. Um, I chose my, you know, my I just kind of let my intuition guide me when it comes to picking out crystals, and my intuition was pulling me to use my Sodalite Tower for clear communication, my black tourmaline for, um, you know, grounding and protection. Um, I always use a piece of selenite. I have, it's called a selenite wand. It's basically like a stick of, um, like a rectangular piece of, um, gypsum. And then I had a, uh, double terminated, clear quartz, which is, you know, sort of just amplifies everything. So I got all that set up and I put my headset on and I decided to play the song that my Reiki teacher played when she gave me my Kundalini Reiki attunements, my first attunements. 
And um, I just took a, a minute to, you know, close my eyes to tap into the kundalini energy and feel it inside of me kundalini energy starts at the base of your spine and and moves up through um your energy centers so i know i talk a lot about what you know grounding the energy through reiki and starting at the crown and working the way down working your way down but the energy awakens with kundalini at the base of your spine and moves up through the body so I took a minute and, um, you know, just tapped into that. And then I went through the different steps of releasing um, the bonds. I um, zoomed in on the picture of this woman, and I really wanted to look into her eyes. I need a sip of water. I'm not used to, I'm not used to recording this late and I've been so tired all day, but I'm hoping that recording this episode helps me sleep without a twitching eye. <laughs> um, so I wanted to zoom in on her picture and really look into her eyes. Um, you know, I'm sure that you've heard, um, you know, the eyes are the window to the soul. Um, so I really wanted to connect deeply with her energy. So I did. And um, I, I wrote in my hand, um, I, I didn't have his name, they just called him the man. So I wrote, you know, just on my hand with my oil, the man, and I went through the steps of releasing any energetic cords, karmic bonds that he might have with her or anyone else, um, or anything else. So I, as I was doing that, I, you know, I closed my eyes and just focused the energy there. And I was hit with this vision and it was like, it was like watching a movie. Um, I saw the woman and I saw the man and I saw this, like, it, it looked like a, a thread of blue light from him to her, from his body to her body. Well, his spirit, I guess, cause he didn't have a body, his spirit to hers. And, um, and then I just all of a sudden saw all of these other threads of blue light attached to so many things I saw you know just I, I couldn't even describe the individual things but there were like things and rooms and buildings and it was just like it went on and on and on it was like um it was like a almost like a craft project there were so many of these blue light lines coming from him. So immediately I could feel inside of me, I felt um, coming from him fear, confusion, apprehension, and I thought, okay, that makes sense. If you're, you know, afraid, you cling to things, right? So I energetically in the vision just offered 
to help. Um, and I, you know, told him that, that I had the ability to help him and that it was okay and that I could help him feel safe and I could help him go home. And he seemed like there was not a conversation. It was like emotions. Like I could feel his emotions and I was sending emotions to him, if that makes any sense. And, um, he seemed to be, um, agreeable to me helping. And then all of a sudden I just turned in this vision and I waved my hands it's like I said, it was like a movie. I, I waved my hands and it was like I opened up the veil and I could see, you know, the stereotypical um, tunnel of light um, shining through this opening in what I think was this woman's kitchen. I don't know. Um, and I turned back to him and I held my hands out. And I told him, you know, I, I didn't want to force anything. I just wanted to offer, right? So I held my hands out, and he put his hands in mine. And, of course, I sent him Reiki through my hands, through his hands, to his hands. And um, I told him that it was okay and that it was time to go. And he started to walk through this opening, you know, quote unquote, towards the light. And I saw this one last cord coming from his back. And I didn't see where it was going to, but I was like, at that point, I was like, oh, hell no. We're doing this. We're doing this. And so <laughs> I sent Kundalini Reiki energy to that cord and I saw it just like ignite in fire and burn away. And then he walked through this opening. And so I waved my hands again and it closed. And then I was like, okay, that feels complete. So the vision sort of just ended and I opened my eyes and I took a picture of, you know, the incense and the candle and the crystals, and I sent it to my friend um, to pass along. And I just said, you know, I told her what I saw in the vision. And I thought, wow, that was really cool. <laughs> um, and I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to practice. And then that was that. I went about the rest of my day, the evening, I guess it was at that point in time. And, um, I was meeting a friend, um, the next day for lunch. Um, her and I meet on occasion when she's off on Fridays. And so, um, we were at lunch and I was telling her, oh my gosh, like this, I have to tell you this story. It was so cool. Cause she was in my Kundalini Reiki class with me. So I was telling her about, you know, releasing that car the karmic bonds and, and burning away the that last cord and how it was just really cool. Like it was this really clear, vivid vision um 
that happened. And I thought that it was just amazing. And, um, no sooner (laughs) did I finish telling her the story than I got a text message and I looked at my phone and it was my friend who was on the trip and the message said very clearly, Anne, the man is gone. And I was like, wait, what? Um, so then I got some more background on all of this. Um, I guess this woman had lived in this home with her sister and her mother that I know of. I don't know if there were any more people in the home, but I was, um, I actually got a picture of this home, this childhood home. And I looked at the picture and I thought, okay, I'm feeling some weird, weird energy here. So I put a circle there and then I sent it back to my friend and I was like, this place, this spot feels weird. And she messaged me back and said that that was the kitchen and that they had, when she was a little girl, they had heard a man's voice. Um, and there's also a, a cellar under the kitchen And I also felt some weirdness in the attic, but I saw that it was cliche, so I didn't say that. And then I got the background about how they were never allowed, her and her sister were never allowed to go in the attic. And they used to hear things like moving around and sliding across the floor in the attic, but no one was ever allowed to go up there. And I was like, well, that's creepy. (laughs) Um, and I was like, dang it, I should have trusted my intuition (laughs) because I did feel weirdness in the attic. Um, and I was like, geez. And then I guess one time they were, they didn't live in this house for very long. Um, I'm sure that you could see why. Um, I guess one night her mom had locked up the house and turned off all the lights, you know, at bedtime. And in the middle of the night, they heard the front door open. They heard someone walk through the house and then heard the back door open and they walked out the back door. Um, And then I was told that the family (laughs) moved shortly after that. But this man seemed to follow her around her whole life. And like I said, then also started to attach himself to her children. Um, so I was like, okay, wait, the man is gone. Like, tell me more. I need, (laughs) I need more details about this. So I guess, um, when she was tucking her children in that night, the night after I had that the same night that I had released the, the karmic bonds for her, um, her children said, mom, the man is gone. And they almost were a little sad because he had basically been a part of their lives forever and um, he was just gone. And I was like, wait, are you serious right now? Like, he's gone? Um, so... I was like, that's insane. 
Like, I was told that Kundalini Reiki was very powerful and very fast, but, like, what? So where this is leading (laughs) is um, when I got my first traditional Reiki attunements, I... um, I didn't really know a whole lot about, you know, psychic experiences or mediumship or anything like that, other than like what you see, you know, on TV or movies or, you know, what have you. Well, after I got my first traditional Reiki attunements, I started having like really crazy, like what you would call psychic things happen. And that's like, you know, every, and I also learned that everyone has psychic abilities because it's a part of being human. It's a part of being a soul in a human experience. And, um, you know, some examples of, you know, psychic abilities would be, um, where maybe all of a sudden you just have this thought pop into your mind and you don't have any, prior um, context for it. It just pops into your mind or you even blurt something out um, that just comes to you. Um, Or it could be, you know, you see something, you see a vision in your mind's eye um, and, or, you know, you hear something in your mind um, whether it's like a whistle or, you know, a sound, some kind of sound or words or a song, um, song lyrics are a big one, or even that like gut feeling that you feel like in your stomach where you just know that you're not supposed to turn right at the stop sign, you're supposed to turn left, you know, things like that. And, or it could even be like random, um, smells or tastes. I've had things like that happen to me before where I had this overwhelmingly strong smell of cologne and I thought my, my boys had sprayed too much cologne and it was just wafting into my room and, um, no one had sprayed cologne. Um, and it was, you know, it was a, it was an experience because no one else could smell it but me. Um, and then I also had things start to happen to me that were different than, you know, psychic abilities where I, and I've had this stuff happen to me my whole life. I kind of just thought that this was normal and that like it happened to everybody. Um, but I've had experiences with souls that have crossed over. Um, I, when I was dating my husband, I had experiences with my father-in-law feeling his energy around me. Um, he passed away, um, before my husband and I got together, but I had known my husband as a friend, um, prior to us dating. So, you know, I've had that happen when my grandma died. Like I had, you know, Nanny has always, she's come to me in dreams before. She's basically, I've just heard her, heard her voice in my head telling me to do something or not to do something, things like that. And I just thought that that was like, that just happened to everyone. And then I, um, 
spoke with my teacher about it and she was like, oh, okay, so that's mediumship. That's not Reiki. (laughs) And I was like, wait, what? So what happens is, is when you have the energy channels open in your body, you become even more sensitive to things like psychic abilities or mediumship. So I don't really know what it means. I'm still learning. I am the page of swords. (laughs) I have the beginner's mind and I'm still navigating it. I have um, taken um, a one-on-one mentorship class with um, Stephanie from Medium in the Middle and I learned a whole lot about myself and about my abilities in that class. Um, I have had things come to me. And honestly, guys, like I don't always understand what it is um, or who it's for. Um, I'll just reach out to my friends and be like, so I just saw this or I just heard this or I just felt this or, you know, what have you. And a lot of times it's, you know, a message for someone close to me. I don't go around like, (laughs) like the Long Island medium and say, um, do you have some in the past? I feel, um, very strong about boundaries with, and being ethical when it comes to stuff like that. Um, so I'm not saying that the Long Island medium doesn't ask permission before and the cameras don't just cut it, but I personally, um, would always ask permission. I think that I have a message for someone. Are you willing Um, If I have a Reiki session, I always, always um, ask if my client is open to receiving any messages that might come through from any loved ones, um, because, you know, I I don't have control over it. It just just happens. So I'm out. I came out. I'm a medium. (laughs) Um, Everybody listening to this or most of you listening to this that know me, already know this about me. Um, I was nervous because I know that it isn't what I thought it was before I, you know, learned about being one. Um, and I am still learning about being one, but I'm pretty sure that what happened the other day was that I helped the man cross over Um, and it's funny too, because TV and movies and things like they make, they make this gift out to be obviously, um, very dramatic and showy. Um, but there's also a lot of, um, bad connotations with it. The way that it is for me is that I hold my own power. Therefore, I am the one that's in control. So if I get a message and I don't want to deal with it, then I say, no, not right now. Um, Because I'm the one in control. You know, I I have my own power and you don't get to just use me. Um... And as far as, you know, the weird and scary and evil things that you 
you know, hear about or see. I personally have never experienced anything like that. The only thing that I've ever felt or experienced is, um, you know, sometimes souls, and this is how I felt with the man, sometimes souls pass in a state of confusion. I even almost thought that maybe he might have been under the influence of something when he died um, and didn't really understand what had happened to him. Um, And so in my experience, which is very little, (laughs) um, I haven't ever had anything bad, scary, evil, nothing like that happen. It's just not like that for me. Um, but I'm also not afraid because I know that I am in control of my body and my energy and my own power. So, um, I'm sure that that is helpful, which is why, you know, I talk a lot about, um, not giving your power away and not, um, not allowing people to leech that from you. Um, so <laughs> that's it. I'm a medium. <laughs> it feels so strange to, t- to be telling you guys this, um, but it also is so exciting too because it's so freaking cool, you guys, when when something like that happens and then you find out that you have done some sort of healing on just this whole other level in this like whole other realm. Um, and yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna ride this wave. I've been riding this wave. Um, this has been, I mean, this has been going on for almost a year, about a year now. Um, and I haven't really, I haven't really talked to too much about it because I didn't really know what needed to be said yet. I think that it was something that I still needed to, um, have experiences with and process. So the man (laughs) was a story excuse me, see that energy moving? (laughs) The man was a story that needed to be told. Um, And honestly, anytime that I've used this ability um, with consent, um, it has only been for the greatest good and for healing. And you would not believe the amount of just beauty that comes along with it. Um, getting messages from, you know, friends for their lost, lost, from their lost loved ones and just, you know, friends that I know that are open to receiving the messages. Um, that cologne was a friend of mine. It was her, um, grandfather-in-law who had recently passed and, um, she needed to hear the message in that moment at that time, I was laughing because I was like, why am I smelling phantom cologne? Like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Um, I yelled at my kids. I was like, okay, who did it? 
who put on too much cologne? And everybody was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, come here. Don't you smell that? (laughs) And they were like, smell what? And I was like, oh, okay. This isn't, this is, this is not an actual smell. This is a (laughs) phantom smell. Um, but I was, I was like, I, I texted a friend and I'm like laughing. I'm like, why am I smelling phantom cologne? This is ridiculous. And she actually said, well, have you asked? And I was like, oh, no, nope. Didn't even think to do that. So I did. And I was given a message and I knew who it was for and I passed it along and it was beautiful to see the warmth and the love and like I said, just the healing that that came from it. So I don't really know <laughs> I don't really know if I have any more to say about this. I understand that this is like part of me is like, yeah, this is really out there for some people, I'm sure. And then part of me is like, but is it Because my entire life, I have grown up watching movies and TV shows and, like, seeing this stuff. I've always loved watching, you know, shows about whether they're documentaries or whether they're um, movies about ghosts and spirits and mediums and, you know, the interaction between the spirit world and the physical world. Like I've always been fascinated by that. So then I'm kind of like, well, you know, maybe this isn't so out there. Um, But in any case, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing anything as far as offerings go or anything with it because this is still so new and I'm still just learning. um, But I'm loving it. And if I have other stories that come up now that are like the man, I will be able to more comfortably and confidently share with you um, how awesome and crazy and cool they are because it's just mind blowing. If you are quiet and you take that time, you know, to really listen and really pay attention the information that comes through is just not anything that you can make up. It's like one of my, one of my lines is I just, I cannot even make this up. Um, I just cannot even make this stuff up. So that is my story about the man. As always, thank you so much for listening. I know this sounds funny, but I can feel your energy and I can feel you tuning in to the episodes and it means a great deal to me to share this time with you and that you take the time to hear my stories and I, as always, would love to hear from you if you have listened and something has resonated with you. You can message me on Instagram, 
at intuitive underscore stardust. I also um, recently noticed that I have some friends listening in the Netherlands, so I wanted to say hello to my friends in the Netherlands as well. Um, and I appreciate you listening and tuning in as well. Um, until next time, I am sending you all love and I cannot wait to discover the next story so that I am able to share it here with you.